Ah, boy, I think we went, went through you know a bunch of different things. You're going through uh, some of the officiating rule changes, proposed legislations, uh, future bowl games. Uh, Dr. Sills came and spoke to us. Uh, just safety in the game from an NFL's perspective uh, on some of their stuff with, with different injuries and injury concerns. So we covered a pretty big gamut. Was there one, is there one thing that maybe you'll talk about more than others? No, I, I, we were pretty much online on, on the itinerary the whole way through. Did you hear uh, Kirby's comments about the uh, Georgia Oregon? No. What? I mean, he, he was asked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it like about the, like, uh, like, Location. Location. Location? Yes. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> huh? Basically, he was just, because they were talking about recruiting. And anyway, bottom line is he, he'd be amenable to a move out of Jacksonville. Well, you know, I will say this. You know, I think, um, obviously, I think administratively, everyone's going to look at what they think is best for the program. Uh, for us moving forward, uh, I think it's one of the really neat, unique games in all of college football. And, uh, you know, there's not a lot of games where you have that, where you have the stadium, you know, split right down the middle at a, at a neutral site like that and within a rivalry game that uh, uh, makes it a lot of fun to play in Jacksonville. And I think there's, there's three more years. I think we'll, I, we'll see. You never know what, what direction college football is going in at that point um, of it. And, uh, you know, because I, I think every other year you do, you do. I can see his point of every other year you do lose an opportunity for you have one less home recruiting game um, every other year. But uh, but it is such a great event to have a game, and it's such a unique game in all of college football. Well, with all like the home and home series coming up, especially later next decade, so, uh, <laughs> would you be one? Are you making fun of me? <laughs> for no later next decade? Yeah, well, they don't well, you're trying to get it. You get. Our schedule so far off, but, but you, you know, give you, would give you a home name that you're not going to have. Yeah, I mean, which, like I said, I, I think you can make arguments that there's a recruiting positive for it, but uh, but I think it is such a great game to be played. It's, at where it's played is, is a really unique deal. Dan, similar to that, the significance of moving the Miami game to a standalone mm -hmm. 50th kickoff in, in this series with Miami, the significance of that. I think it's a great honor for us mm -hmm. to do it. I think, you know, there's a lot of questions why the game's moved up. It's early. We have to start training camp early. Uh, but I do know for, you know, playing such a big game, playing a robbery game, it doesn't always happen. Um, and, and to be able to have that exposure where you're kicking off the 150th year of college football, uh, you know, I, I think it's a great opportunity for our program. Obviously, I, I'm sure Manny agrees. It's a great opportunity for Miami program to get that attention and, and for the game. You know that that kind of that that by that point everybody's starting to get antsy. Um, it's really only five days earlier than other games being played, but to have I think such a high-profile game to kick off the season is pretty special. How, how long did you have to think about it? Were you kind of told? Or? No, I, I think it came up early, and it was something we looked at, and I, and you know, I, I just think the opportunity to play it. I think there's you know the things we had to work through, but the opportunity to be involved in that game was something that I, that I was in favor of right from the beginning. Do you know the exact date of when camp will have to start? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I do. We have our camp schedule, but yes, we've already we've done it. It's. Um, it doesn't. I want to say July. Hold on. I can tell it to you. Like I mean, but it it, it is uh, that it's that Friday. Our first practice 
is that Friday in July, which will be the 26th. Okay. Would you be open to a series with Miami? Uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, we're open, like I, right? As Edgar said, right? And I'm, I think we're working on that deal in 2072. Uh, right now. <laughs> uh, no, I I, I, I do. I think it is. Uh, There's probably a better question for me after the game, if that makes sense. Not mm-hmm. not not the result of the game, but I just want to see what how what the actual excitement around that game is, and and how what it means to different people, and if it's something I I don't know if it's um, something that just you know we already have Florida State kind of locked in and then I mean it really starts to lock you in to not playing very you know a specific schedule every year but uh, uh, but I, I wouldn't be opposed to it how many of those have you been in the Miami games as a coach one Just the Florida Miami yes 2008 I think in the swamp I was there for that, that one that then was, a it was opening game of the season yeah um, it was a pretty big deal wasn't it? yeah yeah I, I, I mean I, I I know. That's a long time. I know, I know. Uh, it was a big deal when we played it. You guys were pretty good that year. We had a pretty good team. Yeah. Um, I know, I do all I you know what I remember most about the game? I, we only scored like 20 some points, right? And as the offensive coordinator at the time at the University of Florida, that's like, mm-hmm, yeah, it's only 20 <laughs> points. You know, really want a lot more points being scored around so here. And, you know, did we, that was it? That's why I have Steve here. Yeah, man. So, thanks. We even scored less offensively right there. Just, just throw some more on there, right? <laughs> huh? I think they scored three though. Yeah. Yeah. We had a pretty good team. It was, I mean, it was, we had a pretty good team that year, though. Yeah, every year here, things seems like we talk about it. Just SEC scheduling, eight games, nine games. Yeah. The, the permanent opponent. How much did that come up today? That didn't come up at all. Uh, you know, I the 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 eight or nine is always a tricky one for me mathematically, because you know, are you at a you know? I think home field. There's no no place in the country where home field advantage is a bigger deal than the Southeastern Conference. Um, you know, and. I, I guess it, it, nine could you could mathematically make an interesting deal of the Florida Georgia game at a neutral site. Everybody pick a neutral site, so you're still four home, four road, and a neutral site maybe would be a way to do it. But I think to go five and four, there's years where you're probably at a competitive advantage and other people aren't. Um, the constant opponent, I'd be into changing it, um, having a little bit of a rolling one. I know you know. I, I, for me, I, I just think the opportunity to, for guys to get to play different teams. You know, I mean, you come in, there's a lot of guys that are going to come to Florida and, and say, okay, every year we're going to play everybody in the East and we're going to get to play LSU and we're going to get to play, um, you know, four of the other teams, mathematically speaking, which means, what, there's two that they'll never, you know, there, there's, there's people come through and during their career they don't get to play other SEC teams unless it's in the championship game. And I, I, I think it'd be a unique experience for the opportunity everybody get to play every team in the league at some point during their career. Do you feel like y'all been recruiting the state of Texas a little harder this cycle and if so um no, I don't no more than normally. I think, you know, for us we're we're recruiting nationally, trying to get the best players that fit our program from around the country. Um I, I do think that the fact that now there's a direct flight from Dallas to Gainesville 
um, on American Airlines. Throw a pub out there for American Airlines, right? Um, that I do think it makes it an easier uh, trip for those guys to, I, not just in recruiting, but for parents and families to say, hey, there's a direct flight easier transportation to get back and forth to see my son play. How has the, the transfer portal affected how you recruit and manage rosters and things like that? Um, well, I do think it's really interesting. You know, I, I think one thing that you'd love to see the NSA potentially look at um, is that how it, you know, is there is there some way that if you have guys, a bunch of guys enter the portal, is there a way that you get helped or, or however that? I think it's always tough in, in a year one or two of things because you want to jump and overreact until you have all the information. I kind of like to get all the information um, before you go to make all those decisions. Um, I, you know, in part of it, and everybody knows, I mean, transfers have been around for a while. I think this just changes the light on on it. You know, it makes it before a guy could come to us, request a transfer, say, hey, you know, we'd go, okay, what schools do you want to be released to? We'd say you're released to these schools, and really, anybody outside of that meeting wouldn't know anything about it. And now it's just kind of really brought all the attention to the forefront of it. So, but I, we did in our staff have a meeting and just something we just have to pay attention to of how it affects you moving forward you know what i mean and and um you know statistically how it affects you know i think there's uh, and, and to me it's the guys that wouldn't wouldn't have transferred in the past you know uh, not the guys that still probably you know a guy that's not real high on the depth chart that you know, our younger player maybe is over his head or, you know, there's an, there is an, an issue at home. They went far away to school. There's an issue at home um, or, or a family illness or one of those deals. Um, you know, we, we that those type of situations, which are kind of the older traditional ones, but pay attention of which ones are the new ones and how that's affecting football and then try to judge it as best you can as you recruit, you know, who, who's not going to fall into that mold. So, so you, meant, you mentioned the, the relief potentially from the, the transfer portal. Are you talking about being able to take guys if you've taken a full class? or Possibly. I, I, think, I think it's one of the things we really have to study and see how it affects over the next couple of years. Uh, is it growing? Is it shrinking? How is it, how is it going? Uh, you know, what direction that's going to head in? Dan, you said that you, you mentioned the, the numbers. I remember in the press conference, but Will Muschamp earlier said the number in the portal right now, he used the word staggering. And he said, especially the fact that like, a lot of them are going on playing. So it's almost like the kids are getting in there and not thinking far, far enough ahead. I, I do. I think it's, well, I think that's one thing you want to do, and as it goes, because it's a newer deal is are the kids being educated properly onto this you know is it um i'll be honest i wonder you know i mean some of the questions is is it what all the kids think it is you know i think it was it was put in as a a big benefit for student athletes and is it really that you know um is it teaching is it teaching right lessons you know what i mean of it is it just making it easier to, to give up, you know, societally speaking, I'm, I'm a big believer, you know, you kind of start what you, you finish, if, if, you know, try to get, at least get through a cycle anyway, you know what I mean, if it's not for you, but uh, try not to walk away mid-season or one of those deals, that it, it, it makes it somewhat easier for guys to do that. Apparently there's an officiating review, just yeah. comment on that or reaction. 
Um, it was. I mean, they came in and did a presentation and, and a review on our officiating, which um, probably gave you a lot of information you already knew. And I think it's, I think it's great by the league uh, to do that, kind of get an outside source. Um, you know, I mean, we're not always the most unbiased opinions when it comes to officiating, and our, our fans are probably less unbiased even than the coaches. Um, <laughs> so I. <laughs> Right, you know, so I think it's not bad to come and check that. But I, I think, you know, one of the things Steve does a, a fabulous job to me, um, the league office does, of, you know, they do a great job communicating with us. Right. Um, you know, get answered questions. And it doesn't mean I'm going to agree with what they have to say. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Uh, but I think there's great accountability and they do a great job communicating. Is, is it needed per se? Or is it just. Uh, you know, I, that'd probably be more for the commissioner of what they're doing with all that information, you know, of, of, of that and what steps, what steps they're going to progress in, in how they're using all of the information. I think we got a little bit of the report, but I think they're going to do a better job of, of how the league's going to use the information. You mentioned the, the transfer portal and, and how things used to be a little bit more secretive and, and kind of done more directly does it really secret is probably a bad word but yeah what, does it change does the public nature of the fact that a kid enters the portal and everybody's got a source and everybody can put it out there is, it, is that negative from your end does it i mean i, I think it probably draws some unnecessary attention that that it, people don't want especially when they're going through all of that uh there's there's parts that make it easier you know i mean it's because you see there, right, there's guys, I think everybody's still learning. There's guys enter the portal, but then check a box. Nobody is allowed to contact me. But that's how you, you know, where before, uh, you know, I mean, you'd say, hey, these are the three people I want to contact. And I think once they go to the portal, they're contacting maybe the three people they want to contact, but they don't want others contacting them. So... I think it's just, I mean, it's a huge work in progress. It's something new that's been thrown on everybody, and it's a, a huge work in progress and that you're trying to figure out. Yeah. Dan, we talked today a bunch of the coaches about, you know, that the NFL looks like it's going to ban the Oklahoma drill. Yeah. Without asking if you do it or not. What's the history and the legacy of that? That goes back 60 years yeah, well, I think I think every I, I think every coach, as we look as coaches, one of the things you spend a lot of time is what's the purpose of the drill that you're doing, and you know, make sure you have a great purpose. You know, is it I mean, is is it a toughness drill? Mm -hmm. Is it educational? Is it technique? Is it uh, competitive? What what are you trying to accomplish out of the drill? And then make it you know do a great deal. I, I do think we spend a great deal of player safety you know I mean of you know I think we spend as coaches a great amount of time on trying to make sure our guys what's the best you know we spend all this time on performance how do we keep them not just healthy but performing at the highest of levels so you evaluate all the drills you do that way and making sure um, even injuries within our team is there what you know I mean is is there a, every year as we study every injury our players have is there is can is there something that we can do differently that would have prevent or are they all random and um, you know so I think there are certain drills they look at that they're going to look and say is this beneficial at the 
pro level? Is this beneficial at the college level? Is it beneficial at the youth level? And why or why is it not beneficial? And what's your purpose for doing it? What do you what do you get out of it? What do you get out of it? What did you get out of it as a player? There's some technique aspect to it. You know what I mean? I mean, one, you, you ask guys in a collision, you want to keep your head up, right? I want to try to get in a football position, collision somebody with my head up. You know, I, there's you got to have drills where you're actually trying to teach that where there's contact involved in doing it to teach them the right way. And a lot of times, sometimes when you see those drills and the guys do it the wrong way, okay, you got to what's your way that you're teaching the right way to do a contact drill and making sure they understand how to contact each other. So uh, that's something we're always trying to get better at.